Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Mary Kay. How you doing? I'm doing great, Garrett. How you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, I, you know, I, the last time I talked to you, you, you was in, no, just about a minute, but you always going on, on nice vacations. You was in England. You was moving around. Do you have any great vacations planned for the summer? Well, first of all, I just got back from um, the Super Bowl last week, Super Bowl festivities, and oh. that was, you know, that was really, really cool. It was a great week. Uh, I was able to catch up with a lot of locals. I did a, a feature story on Frank Clark. Uh, I did one, a long piece on St. Ignatius's own Jonathan Gannon, which was really mm. like his life story. Um, you know, of course, caught up with the Kelsey brothers, and then... Um, talked to a bunch of Philadelphia Eagles defenders about Jim Schwartz, and I posted that story yesterday. So it was a productive trip all in all. As far as this summer coming up, um, going to uh, my daughter's school, one of my, I have two daughters graduating in the spring, one in June in Quebec City. She's graduating from a aerial arts circus school, Cirque du Soleil type training situation. And so that one should be pretty interesting. And then the other one is at Ohio State. So Lots of fun stuff coming. So up. you got you got a lot of fun stuff moving around. Who was the most famous celebrity you saw Super Bowl weekend? Did you see anybody really famous in passing? You'd be like, oh, that was kind of cool. Rihanna. I went to uh, Rihanna's press conference and I was able to get pretty close to Rihanna. And uh, you know, and Babyface was also there, and Chris Stapleton. Mm. So it, it was a cool press conference to go to. And I ended up, if you don't get in right away, you get shut out. And I got in, and I found one of the last seats, and then I looked up and realized, oh, this is why I got this seat. There was this humongous uh, floor camera in front of me. Oh. But right I, I I was like, oh, darn. Right as, as Rihanna walked in, the camera slid away, and I had this just open view to her and everyone else on the stage, and I was pretty close, so it was very cool. Oh, no, that's pretty that, – that, listen, that's pretty awesome. That <laughs> – that is, uh, you know what, sometimes you do the job and the job has certain perks. That was, was for your all your hard work. You get a, you get to sneak peek behind the scenes with that. So, uh, you, you know, well worth it. Um, we sitting here talking about it. And, and so, we, you know, we've been playing along with people on the, uh, on the air. And I, I've been going back and forth with them um, as a GM. First of all, before we th- throw a couple trays at you, um, when you look at the, the climate of the Cleveland Browns, um, you know, uh, what mood are they in? Um, you know, do they feel the pressure? Do they feel like, you know, they have to be all in during this offseason in order to maximize, I guess, some of these guys' windows? You know, they look at Nick Chubb. And, and, and also the second question is, did you – what did you make of Nick Chubb's comment? Um, some people say don't look too far into it. What did you make of his Super Bowl comment of he's tired of watching? 
you know, let's start with Nick Chubb. You know, I I looked into it that he wants to make the playoffs, and I know he wants to make the playoffs with the Cleveland Browns. He's a very loyal player. That's what I took from it, and I thought that was good. I think they need guys like that that are hungry to win, and they want to be here, and they want to get the job done for the team that acquired them, drafted them. I don't think it was anything more than that. Uh, just having covered Nick for all of these years and kind of knowing what kind of person he is, I think he was just saying, you know, it's time for us to step it up and get the job done. Right. Like, you know, I, for me, for him, to, for them to step up, for him to say that, I, you'd always say he, he's closed caption. Like, he don't, he don't say nothing. And for him to actually go through the process of get on his phone, typing that, and just hitting send, it just goes to show you how much and how bad he wants to win. In terms of, uh, of the front office and the coaching staff, um, how how all in are they in, in making moves this offseason? Traditionally, you don't see very many blockbuster moves um, and when it comes to trades. And, and the Browns do have, you know, a, a limited uh, amount of roster um, spots and a limited amount of money and a limited amount of draft capital to do that. Do you think that there is they're more likely to do smaller things, or or would you be surprised, or wouldn't be surprised if you do see a, a bigger name uh, in free agency or via trade? Well, first of all, they have shown us uh, loud and clear how all in they are by acquiring Deshaun Watson. So you know that's you know that's the first tell that this team and this organization is all in in terms of trying to get to a Super Bowl and win it. And I think that is one of the major reasons you asked a little earlier about the mood of the team. I think the fact that they have their guy, the guy that they believe uh, that can compete with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and the best quarterbacks uh, in the NFL, Jalen Hurts, my goodness, what a performance that was. Wow. Um, you know, they feel that they have their guy. And if, if the Browns were heading into this season with a lesser quarterback, then I don't think the optimism could possibly be as high. But when you have that very key piece, then anything is possible. And I really do think that that's how they feel. And in terms of acquisitions, as we hurdle towards the acquisition season here coming up, uh, I think they know they need to add two or three key pieces. I think it's three. I think they need three premier players that they're going to have to pay some money to or trade for. And if they can do that, and they can get Deshaun playing the way that he needs to, then I think they can contend. Well, well, well let me drill down on that a little bit. Um, first of all, let me ask you this about Deshaun, and I'll go to the second part, which piqued my interest. You said three. Um, Deshaun Watson, I'm, I'm of the believer um, that this offense will look totally different next year. I think the offense that they ran was more of a middle-of-the-road offense um, that that kind of gave Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield guys with lesser talent, lesser physical traits, the ability to to actually be successful because they're not asking them to do so much. You know, whether it's you know a lack of vertical routes or you know utilizing play action or the leaning on a run game, I think that 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 playbook works well for medium quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are middle of the road but it doesn't accentuate the skill set of a guy that, that can do a bunch more. I think that the, the Browns will look totally different offensively. What are your thoughts on, on that, and what do you expect to see from Kevin Stefanski and, and Deshaun Watson in their first full year? Well, first of all, I think everyone needs to remember that 
Uh, Kevin Stefanski has had a lot of offensive influences throughout his career. I don't think you can pigeonhole him into one particular kind of an offense. I don't think you should uh, read too much into what he's done in the past. It doesn't necessarily inform what he's going to do in the future. He is definitely, and I say this all the time, I've been saying it since the day he arrived, he's a growth-minded coach. He's going to uh, adapt with the situation, and he will do whatever it takes uh, to maximize the skills and abilities of Deshaun Watson. I'm sure that he watched plenty of Jalen Hurts, plenty of Patrick Mahomes. I've already been watching a few plays from that Super Bowl over again that, you know, I, I can see Kevin Stefanski implementing those things. Uh, he will do whatever it takes this offseason, and he will collaborate with Deshaun to come up with an explosive offense that makes Deshaun and this offense look great. Talking to Mary Kay Cabin on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Mary Kay, let's go ahead and, and get back to you. Something you said at the end of, a, of one of your previous statements. You said they need three. You said they need three elite guys, um, whether it's it's via, via trade, whether it's via free agency, or even in the draft. And what what positions are those for you? Um, and and why do you think those positions are of of such great status and need? Well, I'm going to give them to you also in the order uh, that I of importance. Number one, twitchy, fast receiver. They have to have that. I really believe that they need that to run the kind of offense that they need to run. You saw that, uh, you know, with the Chiefs. They had that. Other really good offenses with dual threat quarterbacks have that guy. So they need that. Um, so that that's number one on my list. And then uh, number two, Number two, edge rusher. You have to have really good edge rushers in Jim Schwartz's defense to make this whole thing go. So even though they really need a defensive tackle, I think good defensive tackles are probably a little easier to find than premier edge rushers. It's hard to get to the quarterback, especially these days with so many mobile quarterbacks. So I think um, the a really, really good edge rusher who can also you know, set the edge, stop the run, uh, contain mobile quarterbacks is, is number two in my book. Number three, uh, that's when I'm going with the premier-ish defensive tackle. And a really, really good one won't come cheap. I'm going after a perhaps a J Javon Hargrave from the Eagles. But, again, his market value is going to be about $20 million a year. So you would have to find a bunch of millions to give to a guy like that. But it could mean the difference between Super Bowl or not. I, listen, I, I I love what you just said right there because for for me, I started off under the premise thinking that defensive tackle was the the entire uh, package that we we that was the number one thing that the Browns needed to do to clean up to get back to you know being respectable. But then I started to look at it. I started going back watching these all twenty twos, and I just started to realize that some of the stuff was technique, some of the stuff was scheme. Some of the stuff was the players, but I'm sitting there thinking, well, if you can get a Perrion Winfrey to, to figure some stuff out, if you can get uh, Alex Wright or, or uh, Isaiah Thomas to take another step, you know, maybe you don't have to spend all of that necessary cap space on a defensive tackle because if you think about it, even if you're a great defensive tackle, you're affecting the play on maybe first and second down. Maybe you're not even a, a, a three-down defensive tackle. 
But when you look at wide receiver and, and there's many four wide receiver packages and three wide receivers and all of the concepts and vertical threats, those guys are essential to having an offense that looks like it's it's an offense of today. And I agree with you. The, the fast, twitchy guys are, are some of those things that um, I, I really believe the, the Browns need to have. Uh, speaking of fast and twitchy, there has been uh, a, a conversation out there, and obviously some of this is just rumors and some of it is, um, you know, fodder. You know, some of this we just made up or some of it, you know, you're going to have that from time to time. When you look at a, a rumor of Brandon Cooks, who played with Deshaun Watson, he's fast. Um, we know he can get deep vertically. However, he's a little older, 30 years old, 30, about to be 30 or 31. Um, 26 million, 27 million for his, his salary. If they came to you, Mary Kay, and said, "All right, you give us, will you give us a third this year and a third next year? Would you consider a trade for?" Brandon Cooks? Well, you know, that's that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, that's actually a pretty good exchange, a third this year and a third next year. If you could get Brandon Cooks for that, uh, you know, I think that from a um, compensation standpoint, draft capital standpoint, it's, it's a good trade. But you again, then you have to look at the money aspect of it. And, and that's you know, you have to weigh that very heavily against what you currently have on your roster. And as you mentioned, you know, he's got a very big cap hit for next season. Uh, so they would have to be doing some creative financing and trying to get that cap hit down and sort of figuring out, you know, if you acquire a guy like that, you're probably talking about an extension. You're talking about some upfront money. Um, so you would have to uh, be very cognizant of that part of it. When you look at the Amari Cooper trade, you know, that wasn't so much about uh, what you're getting in return and getting him for, uh, you know, only giving up a fifth-round pick. That was about the Cowboys wanting to get rid of him and get that money off the books and the Browns being willing to pay him what he was going to be worth. So uh, Brandon Cooks would be as much about the money as, as anything else. And if they could work that out, uh, then I think, you know, he is someone that you would have to at least take a look at in terms of, of trying to acquire him. So for that kind of draft capital, I think it would be well worth it if you could get the money right. Now, a guy that, and the only reason we have him in any, and in, in people I think on the internet have him in any sort of trade is because of his comments that he does not want to play inside. Uh, we go to Greg Newsom, uh, who is a first-round pick, former first-round pick. Um, Martin Emerson, you know, I always say, for lack of better words, came and took his position. But uh, he came in, and Martin Emerson never gave it back. Um, he says he doesn't want to play inside because inside slot corners do not get paid the type of money that his his running mate, Denzel Ward, is getting at $100 million. So one, some of these trades are, are because of that, but also because the Browns need a receiver. So we've had uh, Jerry Judy, a guy who who is, you know, uh, they have, you know, three receivers. Cortland Sutton is a guy that has, is getting some money. Um, he's, he's out there in Denver. Uh, if you look at Jerry Judy uh, and you have a trade for uh, Jerry Judy for Greg Newsom, and then Browns may have to throw something in, maybe a fifth-round pick or something, would you consider Jerry Judy a guy that you would bring in? Obviously, you would have to pay him, uh, it, you know, moving forward because, you know, he's going to be uh, – he's on his rookie deal right now. 
would you consider a trade for those two guys uh, in an individual like a Jerry Judy? Well, it's absolutely something to consider from a talent standpoint. Who wouldn't want Jerry Judy? I mean, he basically exploded in the final six games of last season with 37 catches, 523 yards, uh, you know, three touchdowns just in the, the last six games alone. And that was obviously a very challenged year with Russell not really playing very well or being himself. So from a talent standpoint, my goodness, he had almost a thousand yards and six TDs last year, Jerry Judy did. And he was, uh, you know, he's still obviously very, very young. And as you mentioned on his rookie contract, he's, you know, he'll be 24 for most of this next year. Um, But if I am the Denver Broncos, there's no way in heck I'm parting with Jerry Judy. (laughs) His cap number next year is only less than $5 million. Do you mean to tell me you are going to give up on that kind of production for that kind of money? Absolutely not. That would be the dumbest thing in the world that they could possibly do. And I would think that with Sean Payton coming in, uh, that that he wants to, you know, roll out the red carpet for Jerry Judy and um, and do everything that they possibly can to make sure that he's very happy and, you know, they'll pick up his fifth-year option and they'll do all those kinds of things. Um, now, that brings us to, however, uh, the Greg Newsom situation, which very interesting, right? I mean, I was, I was there in, in Phoenix covering the Super Bowl when, uh, you know, when I saw the, you know, the tweet, the response from him that, you know, N-O in all caps that he doesn't want to play in the slot. And that, in my mind – is is an issue yeah. uh, somehow it has to be addressed now maybe it's as simple as well hey you know what greg you know we love you we'll give you some reps outside too we'll uh you know we'll play the matchup game and when there's a speedier receiver we'll get you on the outside guy um but there are times you're gonna have to play in the side maybe it's just as simple as that you know it could be that or it could be something more and we don't know the answer to that yet. Now, we are going to be going to the Combine. All of the uh, Browns media and everybody else in the NFL will be descending upon the Combine in a couple of weeks. And when we do that, uh, you know, we will find out more because we'll have a chance to talk to Andrew Barry there and we'll talk to Kevin Stefanski there about these sorts of issues. But it's, in my mind, something that absolutely needs to be addressed uh, between Greg and the team and perhaps Greg and Jim Schwartz to figure out how they're going to solve this. Mary Kay, thank you so much. Great information, great stuff. I appreciate you coming on. Take your time on your out of your Saturday to come on a barbershop. As always, great to talk to you. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 